This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. In the spring, uh, water treatment professionals were more concerned with, okay, how are we going to keep doing business right now? How are we going to make that work? And in the fall, when things have started picking up more, stay-at-home orders are changing a lot, and there's a more increased focus for consumers on health and wellness alike that's contributed to an increase in demand. That's Lauren Del Cello, Managing Editor of Water Quality Products Magazine, talking about WQP's annual Water Treatment Industry Survey. And welcome to WQA Radio, news and insights about the water treatment industry. Find us at wqa.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is episode number 197. Joining us for the first time, we're glad you're here. Be sure to hit the uh, subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss a show. We call it the magic of podcasting. We're publishing this on December 9th of 2020, and as we approach the holidays, we certainly want to wish you and yours a very safe and enjoyable holiday season. In this episode, we talk with Lauren about the WQP survey, how it differed from the survey of readers the magazine published last spring when the pandemic was just beginning, how budgets are being affected, and a shift noticed toward more digital technologies. Later, we'll have our WQA tip. And now on to Lauren Del Cello of WQP Magazine on WQA Radio. Lauren Del Cello is the managing editor of Water Quality Products Magazine and also a member of our communications committee and observer. Uh, And we really enjoy having uh, Lauren connected to WQA and the entire water treatment industry. So, Lauren, great to have you on the program and uh, welcome to WQA Radio. Thank you, Wes. Thanks for inviting me. Pleasure to be on the show. I'm a longtime listener. And I know you have your own podcast with some of your fellow, uh, your colleagues uh, within the Scranton Gillette Publishing group there. So I know you're you're no stranger to podcasts and you know that I need you to be a great guest, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Well, I hope I have some great information to share with the audience today. And Well, yes. Yes, that's what we're going to get to the WQP annual industry survey. So tell us about it. Uh, give us a sense of just what it is, what kinds of questions you asked and when you were asking these questions. And uh, then we can get into some of the results. Yeah, you bet. So first of all, I just want to thank all WQP readers who did participate in this survey. It's so vital for tracking trends over time and informing our coverage. And thank you again, Wes, for inviting me on the show today. So the Water Quality Products Annual State of the Industry Survey and subsequent report is an annual year-end survey that we do for our audience. We launch it in about the fall and wrap it up in November, and we've conducted this survey for more than 10 years. So it's a great tool for tracking trends over time and also informing how we can do our coverage to help our audience need. But generally, 
we asked some key questions year over year to help track these trends, like uh, demographic information and what hot topics are on your mind right now. But this year obviously looked a little bit different due to COVID-19 and the slew of unique issues we've been facing in 2020. I don't have to list them all. But we've added some additional questions regarding economy impact and digital tools, and we've updated some previous questions, too, to look at some more current trends. So um, there were also two questions on this survey that we were able to compare data results to our spring coronavirus market impact report, which I want to get into a little bit later when we talk about some key findings from this, but it's really, really interesting, and I can't wait to share that. Other sorts of examples of questions are, you know, how many years has your company been in the water quality industry? What sorts of factors have had the most positive or negative impact on business growth? And more like that. Well, I'm trying to decide what to ask first. Uh, you know, should we get into the COVID-related questions and responses, or should I just say, was there an overall overarching theme that you took away, or um, give me a sense of where you'd like to go first? Yeah, well, that's a huge question. Obviously, there's a lot to unpack. We ask about 20 questions in the whole survey, but I'd kind of break it down into two overarching trends, which would be shift to digital in the marketplace and the market impacts of COVID-19. So the first on shift to digital, I'll share a statistic there that half of the respondents to the survey, that's 50%, have been in the water quality industry for 30 years or more, with only 12% in the industry for less than 10 years. That's a pretty big difference from the results last year, where we had 32% of respondents in the industry for 30 years or more. To me, this says that more of our audience is getting online. They're shifting to digital. They're moving to online platforms to take our survey and engage with us in this ways. And it makes you wonder what else they're do taking their business practice to digital, right? Then the other facet that I mentioned, the COVID-19 element, which is on everybody's minds right now, of course. So we asked the questions, two questions that we asked in the spring as well. What aspect of your organization has been most severely impacted by the coronavirus? And how prepared was your organization for the coronavirus? So in this year's survey, supply and demand were the most impacted by coronavirus with at 19% for supply and 23% for demand, respectively. It was really interesting comparing it to the data from our spring survey, though, which had kind of a flip-flop where supply represented the lowest impact at 4.6%. And at that time, our audience was more concerned with workflow, 27%, and staffing and scheduling, 28%. So I think this shows us that in the spring, uh, water treatment professionals were more concerned with, okay, how are we going to keep doing business right now? How are we going to make that work? And in the fall, when things have started picking up more, stay-at-home orders are changing a lot, and there's a more increased focus for consumers on health and wellness alike that's contributed to an increase in demand. And perhaps some of the supply issues took time to, uh, to work themselves out so that they became issues later on when they may not have been issues right away. I yep. would think. Yep. So when you look at those, were you uh, were you surprised at all by what you saw? Yeah, there were a couple surprises for sure. I mean, obviously, this is such a new, unique year. So um, there were some trans 
trends that I anticipated, like an increase on budget for customer service for safety concerns and things like that. You know, obviously how we interact with customers is changing, increased focus on technology tools, and then also there's both positive and negative business impacts for COVID-19. But one element that did surprise me quite a bit was more than half of respondents, 58%, have not attended a virtual trade show in the past 12 months. I thought this was so interesting because I spend a really good deal amount of my time at virtual trade events and considering them as I'm sure you do as well. But it did also show us that websites were a top source of information for businesses at 81%, followed by trade trade publications, conferences and trade shows, and associations at 60%. <laughs> Right. Um, so I think it's definitely showing us that these digital tools are increasingly involved, but we're working our way towards embracing them. Yeah, and I think the answer to uh, the question of, you know, why not more trade show involvement might just be uh, too many things going on. You know, Absolutely. Too, uh, a lot of um, hair on fire and a lot of uh, just, uh, you know, overarching demand of time and and trying to figure out what to do, trying to figure out how to continue to communicate with your staff. If your staff is located in different areas, you know, if you have a, a company that has multiple dealerships, for example, for some of our members, and they need to communicate digitally. And so obviously we've all gotten very used to Zoom meetings and other kinds of uh, platforms. So I, I just think that uh, I'm not surprised, I guess, that, that more folks haven't been yeah. joining virtual trade shows, but um, well, I think it, that could that could change. It's certainly an interesting number because I've talked to a lot of folks who are saying they are just so gosh darn busy right now, which is maybe a good problem to have, but you still have to keep learning. Right, right. So if we move away from COVID per se, mm -hmm. were there some other areas of the survey that you found interesting? Yeah, well, like I said, we covered so much ground in this. Another really interesting area was budget reallocation. So uh, the results definitely showed that our audience is taking their budget away from travel and towards customer service. Also, staffing and employee retention are always a major concern, and they have been for the past 10 or so years that we've been doing this survey. That's not going away at all. And then finally, respondents ranked some of their top areas of concern pretty differently from the past year as well, like disinfection, well groundwater, and legislation and regulations were without a doubt the top areas of concern for the audience this year, whereas opposed to last year, certification and new product introductions were the highest priority, which does show me a little bit that there's some wait and see attitude going on with the audience as well as we're kind of waiting to see what 2021 brings and holding our breath a little bit. Well, you mentioned 2021. Were there yeah. any questions that were focused on the year ahead or, you know, a look ahead type of question? Yeah. So one question for that was also related to budget on how readers view the upcoming year on business growth. So 42% of respondents plan to expand their operation uh, compared to 55% in 2019, though only 1% of respondents plan to reduce their operation, which I think bodes very well. And like I mentioned earlier, I think that bodes kind of a wait and see attitude in regards to the current economy, 
political shifts, the evolution of the business climate, as we know, continues to evolve. But on the flip side, I've also spoken to a lot of readers who do anticipate a very high level of growth uh, Q4 of this year and moving into 2021. You know, I should have asked this earlier. What yeah. was the breakdown of the people who took the survey from manufacturers, suppliers, dealers, others that uh, that you can break out for us? Yeah, let me just pull that up real quick. Okay, so manufacturers and suppliers were the biggest percentage of respondents at 23.65%, which was very interesting compared to last year as well, because dealers were the highest uh, amount of respondents last year. Then we had executive management, 19.7%, distributors at about 8%, and then dealers coming in at around 16%. So a little bit of a different uh, breakdown from last year too. All right. So um, how do you wrap it up or sum it up and and how will WQP be reporting this what what are you planning to do with it and will it inform some of what you do going forward in the next year yeah. thanks for asking absolutely 100% so I believe as this will conversation will be released will be early December. So we do have an in-depth analysis of all this data by me um, tracking the trends and the forecast for both what we've learned from 2020 and what we're kind of anticipating in 2021, coupled with some insights from other industry experts. And again, that'll be in the December 2020 issue of WQP. And without a doubt, this will continue to inform our coverage in 2020 and beyond. You can expect a lot more conversation about reg regulations and legislation, as well as how remote communication plays a factor in the workforce moving forward. Well, it'll be great to catch up with you. And maybe we'll make this an annual uh, chit chat, you know, and, and uh, have you come back on the program if not before, certainly next year at this time. Yeah, so. that'd be great, Wes. It's always a pleasure to check in and love the work you and the team do. Appreciate it. Thank you, Lauren. And how can people reach out to you if they have questions about the survey or anything else about WQP? Absolutely. You can reach me by email at wqpeditor at sgcmail.com. And you can even connect with me on LinkedIn. And WQP is also available on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Always happy to chat with readers and members of the industry. Lauren Del Cello, Managing Editor at Water Quality Products Magazine. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Wes. Our WQA tip, all of the resources that we made available during Member Appreciation Month in November are now available on demand at wqa.org appreciate. You can watch the video replays of the WQA networking event with WQA President DJ Shanahan and WQA Vice President Toby Thomas. The insightful and entertaining presentation on optimizing the next generations with Jeff Cortez and Randy Walensky. The WQA Essentials webinar with Kathleen Burbage and Eric Yegi on the new Chloride Resources Handbook. And the WQA Coffee Break featuring Professional Certification and Training Director Tanya Lubner on how to use the Code of Ethics to train your team. All of this now available at wqa.org appreciate and you will need to use your member login.
Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.